hey, do you know what I like? I like dramatic readings from people who like our our things. And uh, here's 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 the re- the review of uh, our podcast. <laughs> Episode 4, A New Podcast, 5-star review by Zombie Dad 2 on July 8, 2016. Episode 4, A New Podcast is a period of uncreative game design. Rebel podcasters broadcasting from a hidden base in Utah have won their first victory against the evils of conformity and cliche game mechanics. During the battle, Rebel podcasters managed to steal game plans for the ultimate board game, Near and Far, where adventurers travel to find a lost city. Pursued by the distractions of everyday life, Princess Brenna, pilot Craig Skywalker, and Jedi Obi-Wan Lockett share with everyone the secret plans for Near and Far and invite everyone to enjoy the battle for memorable gaming experiences by giving game design tips and discussing their video and board game experiences. Great podcast, listener number 242. Sorry about that. Due to copyrights, we can't technically use the actual Star Wars theme song. Uh, so I decided just to use that instead. Uh, enjoy it. Here's the episode. Ba-da-ba-whoop. to the Red Raven Games Podcast, Episode 9. Insert title here. That's good. Yeah, <laughs> I couldn't think of one. Because, we were... to be honest, the Star Trek movie that uh, we had to work with um, left something to be desired. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we were too busy playing Scythe to come up with anything yep. creative. Pretty <laughs> much. <laughs> that's right, that's right. So I'm Ryan Lockett. I'm Craig Knight. And I'm Brenna Asplund. Thanks for joining us. So what are you guys playing this week? Oh man, I'm playing a little game called Pokemon. Gotta catch them all. Yeah. Do it, me. Yeah. <laughs> now it's what destiny. Insert theme song here. <laughs> <laughs> just been yeah. playing a ton of Pokemon Go. Like I, I'll just I go to a park. Play. Yeah, I go to a park and just see. It's the craziest thing. I've never seen anything like this where I go to a park and I see like hundreds of people and it's not for it's like weird. it's so social yeah. it's really bringing people together in weird and positive ways yeah the weird thing is like that it's weird for me to like think that it's weird to see people at a park <laughs> <laughs> which is like where people commonly like, go to socialize like what people aren't at home watching netflix exactly playing, like, an MMO. <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's this thing called outside yeah sometimes it's weird it's weird. Yeah. Real it's, life is pretty. Scar- is a hard game, though. Yeah, it is a hard <laughs> game. That's true. Well, That's true. I've actually, I've actually been making a game this week. Oh yeah. And yeah, I want to put a that. yeah, I want to put a plug in for this because I think it's a great event. I'm participating in a game jam on Itch.io called My First Game Jam. So I just want to say that if you've ever had any like inkling of a desire to try to make a game, now is the time. Like by the time this podcast comes out. The event, which is two weeks long, will be about halfway over, but there's still enough time to jump in. You still got a week to basically the point of it is to learn something new. Try to make your first game. Just try to throw together something like really quick and 
fun in two weeks just to say like you can do it you can make a game it's not that hard and there's like a big really supportive community for it and it's great nice nice now this is a this is a video game focused thing yes this is video games right but you know if maybe that sounds intimidating to you you could just say it's for board games you know go ahead and design your board game Go ahead. Yeah, I'm sure if you posted about making a board game like on the forums for this event, everyone would love it. Yeah, and you know, often in video game design, they make the game on paper before they make the video game version. Yeah, actually, one of my friends who's participating in the jam did do that. She made like a physical board game, and now she's turning it into a computer game for the event. Yeah, yeah, because it saves a lot of money and time when you don't have to program everything. <laughs> yes, it does. We want you to program an entire game within two weeks. But see, Go. The, well, the great the great thing about this jam, about just making something real quick, is that there are so many programs out there that allow you to make fast and easy games without having to learn much programming. There's a program called Twine that ma- lets you make quick and easy text adventure games. There's a program called RenP that... With very little programming, you can build like visual novels. There's a lot of resources out there if you don't know programming. So if you know just a little bit of programming, if you don't know any programming, if you've never done anything like this before in your life, but you kind of have wanted to, do it now. (laughs) Right, yeah. Now, Twine is the, that's the one where they do interactive storytelling, like. Yeah. uh, Okay, I've, I've read a couple of those mm-hmm. so that's really cool and then of course uh the three of us we've just played scythe yep. right yeah and like it's... just before we recorded this <laughs> yeah <laughs> it was occupying the table so you had to do it yeah, yeah pretty much and let's see that was the third time i've played and i got it just last week so yeah what'd you guys think i thought it was a really good game yeah you really you, like, it. you liked it i think it's awesome i liked it more than i thought i would oh yeah like, just seeing it all spread out at first, it seemed really intimidating. Yeah. And I'm generally not into, like, war game type of things. Yeah. But it really wasn't that much of a war game. I never fought anybody, and I only lost by one point, darn it. <laughs> <laughs> one point. And it might have been because I didn't tell you a certain rule. <laughs> yeah. He did Ryan that on didn't purpose. explain the game properly uh, to me. <laughs> yeah. Actually, that's one of the criticisms I hear thrown at it is that the game looks like a war game, but it's not as much of a war game as yeah. it looks like. Mm-hmm. Like you look at the cover, you see the big battle machines or whatever, mm-hmm. and you think there's going to be a lot of fighting. Yeah. And when Craig and I played, we played with a decent amount of fighting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, they fought each other, and I just sat in the corner and built resources. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Now, for me, so this is my third time playing, and I like it more every time I play. I have to say, though, my first play, I wasn't sure how I felt about it. Because when we played it, we we didn't really fight each other. It was a very solitaire experience. Everybody sort of stayed on their own corner of the board. Mm -hmm. And when it was over, I thought, oh, man, I, I wish this had a little more interaction in it. And I actually still feel like... I would like maybe a, a little bit more player interaction because like you guys will notice that when you're playing the game, your actions, they have nothing to do with each other. Yeah. Unless you do the enlisting thing. Yeah. And the first game I did no enlisting at all. So I had no interaction with any player in the whole game. I didn't, I, we didn't really fight and then I didn't do any enlisting. So <laughs> yeah, it was a very solitaire experience, <laughs> but this game it seems like we had more interaction yeah and i feel like i 
there definitely would have been even more interaction if the game would have gone a bit longer. Yeah. Because I had just built a mech that allowed me to kick people off their land without losing popularity, oh, yeah. but I never really used that. Yeah. So I feel like I like the game, and I like it more when players focus more on interacting with each other. Like Craig and I, we, we had like four battles, which I <laughs> yeah. thought was cool. Like yeah. I was like, oh, this is fun, you know, like, and, and we're kind of, there's a little bit of tension because we're like trying to vie over the same spaces and stuff. And the first game, like, really, there was like none of that. And, and that was why it it felt like it felt kind of flat that first game, but I think it's just because of the way we played. Yeah, I think it's got a lot of really interesting yeah. mechanisms mm-hmm. in it. I think playing it again, I do I do more enlisting uh, because that actually that mechanic took me a long time into the game <laughs> to even understand. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and I do more upgrades. Yeah, I think those are where I made mistakes. I definitely understand how important that is now. Or how useful it can be. This game, it helped me a ton. It did, yeah. So, yeah, it was fun. Good game. 8 Good out game. of 10. <laughs> there you go, folks. Craig Knight. Craig Knight official, official score. score. <laughs> yeah. So we're working was. on Near and Far. We're still working on it. Yep. Actually, we're not actually really working on the game this week. Yeah. No. We are working on the... Kickstarter campaign. Oh, uh, yeah. It's that time of the year. Kickstarter year. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> That's an interesting jingle. Ugh, you're the worst. I know. I, I just make up jingles all leave, the time. You should leave the jingle making yeah, up to the professionals. <laughs> <laughs> so we're working on the project. I'm really excited. I think it looks good. Um, we still need to make a few things for it. But yep. mm-hmm. it's coming along. Oh, and we're also working on finalizing the deep fog rules for Islebound. Yeah, so if you haven't seen Islebound, we made a scenario for Islebound called Deep Fog, and it's about this mysterious creature that sort of comes from the depths of the sea and causes this huge fog to yep. cover everything. He's adorable. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> and you have to either defeat him or um, you know, convince him to go away. Yep. Yeah. Make friends with him, ask him to leave. Yeah. So all you need to play is just one card. You use the same components, but it changes the game quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And we're going to offer it, you know, for backers of the game, they can download it. And then later, you know, anybody can download it. Yep. It's just a free thing. And, you know, I've I've played with the rules for Deep Fog, and I thought it was a lot of fun. So. Oh, good. Yeah, it changes things up a little bit. If, like, you want a, a little more focused game compared to, like, having, a, like, a bigger map, like Islebound. Of, of course, ones. I might be yeah. biased because I did win the game uh, with the Deep Fog you rules. Did. <laughs> Yeah, I think you won by a lot too. I did. You did. Yeah. Well, let's. We have a new question this week. This week, Jason asks, "I only recently discovered Red Raven Games and have scooped up Above and Below, City of Iron, and The Ancient World. I was a bit too late to the party to catch the Islebound Kickstarter, but I'm checking every day for the Near and Far campaign to begin. Now that I know the Above and Below Kickstarter extras will be available in Near and Far's campaign." Is it possible that we'll ever see the extras from Islebound as well? The Metropolis expansion and Deep Fog scenario sound great, and I'd love to get a hold of them. Yeah, so we sort of answered part of that already. The Deep Fog scenario will be available to download for anybody to download. They can do that at our website. Yep. That'll be, we'll, we'll make that available generally when we release the game. And the, the street date for the game is August 17th. As far as the, oh, and the Metropolis expansion, that comes out in around December. So that'll be something you can just buy 
Yeah, both of those things will be available to mm-hmm. everybody. The Metropolis expansion will be available for purchase. The Deep Fog is just free. Yeah. Now the special wooden tokens in the game, they're just fish and lumber. Yeah. Those uh, those will be harder to get. So. And the wooden boats, right? Yeah, and the little wooden yeah, boats. Yeah, those are genuinely Kickstarter exclusive. Yeah. So. yeah, but you know what's interesting about the game is, you know, you could go online and find replacement pieces, tokens yeah. and 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 ways to like make the game look cooler yeah um, mm-hmm. it's it i think it's got a lot of potential for that definitely and i know some people like to do that you so. could you could probably even do like just little really complicated model ships if yeah you oh yeah go buy the glass one, or the, the ships, ships with the glass and then break the bottle <laughs> oh yeah the ship yeah <laughs> no, you could have some seriously cool ships in the game i mean that's what i would do so ryan asks when will the near and far campaign be launching do do do. Do you guys know that? It's you guys Monday. Watching. It's not. No, it is. It's Monday. <laughs> Monday, we are launching the campaign. And uh, let's see, what's the date? That'll be the... That's the 18th, the eight, I believe. The 18th. We'll try to launch it uh, early in the morning, Mountain Standard Time. You can really check exciting. it out and see all the cool stuff we have. For this Kickstarter, we're going to have Canada-friendly shipping as well as Europe-friendly yes, shipping. So that's will. exciting. <laughs> that's exciting for all our Canadian backers, eh? Yeah. We're there also uh, U.S.-friendly. <laughs> also, well, that's, yeah, also. that's a given. Brenna, Brenna's heritage is Canadian. Yep, so. I'm, I'm half Canadian and technically <laughs> could have Canadian citizenship if I filled out some paperwork. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who wouldn't want that? I know I do. Yeah, so we're going to move right along to our game development tip of the week. It's the tip, tip, tip of the week. Listen to all playtester comments, but don't incorporate any of their suggestions. <laughs> <laughs> now, okay, I, I don't, I don't actually mean that to the full extent. But when you play this game with with a lot of different people, especially people interested in game design, you're gonna get so many suggestions right. about yeah. what they need, what mm-hmm. needs to change. I remember one of my first games I took to a local board game designer guild. We played the game, and then the players, you know, just unloaded with comments, and a lot of them weren't just like comments about how they felt when they played the game a lot of them were you need to change this you need to do that you need to do this so i made a huge list and i went home and i tried to incorporate everything that they said like i thought Mm. yeah this is all now now okay this was like 10 years ago but i i thought okay to make this game better i gotta try to incorporate all these things that these players wanted and it really ruined the game i mean it was way worse after i did what they wanted so you can get some great tips from playtesters. Yeah. I mean, when we playtest here, we throw out comments, you yeah. know, and, and some of those make it into the game. Mm-hmm. But, you know, even a lot of the ideas that I have about changing things, I, I ignore. And I think that's a good suggestion when you're listening to playtesters. I know that's definitely a common piece of advice that I've heard for, like, writing, too, is that, you know, I think it was Neil Gaiman who said that, like, people reading your work are usually right that there's something wrong. They're usually wrong about how to fix it. Yeah. I think it's totally the same in game design. But, yeah. But you're right. If somebody's saying something's wrong, yeah. There's, there's something wrong there's there. There's something wrong there. Yeah. Like if they had if they had a reaction to it and they're like, I didn't like this, they're usually right about that. But yeah. they like especially if it's like an amateur, like a lot of playtesters aren't gonna be game designers themselves, so they don't necessarily know that much about the inner workings of games to know how to fix it. Especially but they can tell game. that it's broken. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Well, and the other thing is you have to you have to also think about taste. Like that's true. Somebody's gonna have a suggestion. They they're gonna want the game to be something that they like, and maybe that's not the game you want. I think I think the main purpose of getting feedback on any piece of creative work is to see how other people respond to and interact with it. Yeah. And if they're not responding the way you want them to, then maybe there's something there that you need to change. But they don't necessarily know what needs to be changed and they might have different tastes from you. So it's quite possible and also frequent frequently you're going to need to just throw out what people people's <laughs> suggestions, but take to heart like how they responded to yeah, it. Yeah. That's really the important thing. So just don't listen to anybody. So yeah, Perfect. just ignore people. Yeah. Just ignore yeah. people. Yeah. This is some great like life lesson here. <laughs> if you get any criticism at all in your entire life, you tell them that they're wrong and that you're right and you keep doing what you're doing. That's no. like the well, golden rule of the internet, isn't it? <laughs> well, like I had, a, I, had a, I had a short story once that I sent in to a publisher and I got a rejection for it <laughs> where they called, they said that my main character was a psychopath. <laughs> and a sociopath <laughs> which like it and was they kind weren't of, supposed to be right no they weren't <laughs> meant to be they were meant to be slightly there was meant to be a slight emotional disconnect because like they felt guilty and were kind of in shock and were trying to distance themselves from this terrible thing they've done but like it was supposed to be an understated horror story uh, so like if i listen to that and i'm like well better go make them like a great person and hug puppies and be really emotional all the time. You should have. Flowers that to kind grandma. of would make it a very different story. You should have just like changed everything about that character. Keep the story the same, but just make them perfect. <laughs> have you ever seen like when they'll take like a sad scene, but they put like happy music onto it? It's so <laughs> yeah. funny. It suddenly becomes hilarious. <laughs> well, yeah. Like a horror scene with like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like upbeat jazz music or whatever. <laughs> well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is this was specifically a horror story. And I mean, you know, this is a good time to say if somebody doesn't like your game, it doesn't mean it's a bad game. It doesn't. Yeah. Or your story. Yeah, or it whatever doesn't matter. Yeah. Doing any creative endeavor, you've got to learn to shrug off criticism. Not everyone's going to like it. Yeah, that's right. Well, thanks for joining us this week, everybody. You can visit our website, redravengames.com, and follow us on Twitter, at redravengame. You can follow me on Twitter, at Brenna underscore Asplund, and don't forget to check out my first game jam on Itch.io. Just Google it. Your computer just turned off. Oh. Yeah, it's fine. Is that I wasn't bad? doing anything. Oh, you weren't doing anything? Okay, good. It oh, you weren't working. Sleep. Good. <laughs> <laughs> I no, closed all my weird. windows before we came over here Wait, to record the podcast. This is scary the now. Like, no, You're not used to the silence? No. It <laughs> it that would be bad, I'm sure. Anyway, I'm Craig. <laughs> you can follow me on Twitter at agroxcraig. Uh, you can also subscribe to our podcasts on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundClouds, and various other podcasting websites because I'm sure it exists out there. All right. Have a good week. See you next week when the Near and Far campaign will be live. Yeah. yeah. Give Hope. us your money for our awesome game. <laughs> Please, just just look at the Kickstarter and be like, I want to fund this thing. Don't be like that guy that's like, ah, this, this looks like another board game game out there on the interwebs. <laughs> no, this is awesome and you want to back it. Yeah. Do you have do you have anything to say about the game? Um, <laughs> I mean, this is this is your time. Like, this is sell I'm giving it. you one moment to like sell the game. This game 
is going to speak for itself. That's all I'm going to say. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that was cute. That's good. Yeah. Well, look out for our Kickstarter campaign to see Near and Far speak for itself. Where it talks itself. <laughs> Self-talks. It comes with a tape recorder. Yeah. With yeah. Ryan. <laughs> with me. On the recorder. <laughs> all right. That's all right. it. <laughs> Go have a sandwich. We gotta be careful with this title, though. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, that's why I'm like, I, I wonder, feel like we need to name it something else. I wonder what they were thinking in the, like, in, like, the marketing meeting. Yeah. <laughs> like, who came up with this name, right? We should just do an insert title here. <laughs> yeah. All right, here we go.